Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying with us today. Please collect your luggage from the overhead carrier and exit the plane in an orderly fashion. We hope you enjoy your time in Adelaide, mm. South Australia. Uh, alrighty, uh, it's good to finally be home. Good day, everyone. I am Drew Agnew and welcome to a Drew Story. Episode 1, I sit down with one of my best mates, Seamus Mullins. We talk about his experiences with traveling, experiencing other cultures, and moving to chase his dreams to work in the video game industry. Since high school, he's been incredibly driven, crushing his goals, and I've been so proud of him. Anyway, let me get off this plane and let's get into the show. Seamus Mullins, welcome to A Drew Story. How are you going, man? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. No no worries at all. Uh, this is the first episode I've recorded. Excited to get into it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, you've been telling me about this for a while. And it's, yeah, you've been excited for it for quite a while. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, um, it's really nice to be, yeah, to be part of it, especially right from the start. Yeah. So today's episode is all about travel. Some of the adventures Seamus has gone on throughout his... Uh, Throughout his years, he's, he's getting old. Yeah. What are you, 30? Yeah. Not 30. <laughs> 23. <laughs> 24. That's what... Oh, you're 24? Yeah, yeah that's 24. Right. It's been yeah. your birthday, March, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, some friend I am. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've uh, gone. It was your birthday next week as of recording until you mentioned it. Oh, Seamus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first off, Seamus, before we get into all that, I've just got three icebreaker questions to ask you. Okay. So um, answer as much or as little as you'd like. And this is so everyone can sort of get to know a bit more about who I am and stuff before we jump into the stories, as it, as yeah. it were. Yeah, yes. cool. So, Seamus, what is your favorite food? Uh, oh, that's, 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 I'd be <laughs> disappointed if anyone said that wasn't a difficult, difficult question, but it's also something I think about relatively often. Mm. Um, favorite cuisine is Italian. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. By, by far. Like, I don't know how you could go past pasta, pizza... Oh, just those, just oh those you can't two, go past lasagna. Them, yeah, just those things in general. Um, pizza would probably be up there. Chicken okay. wings, but ah, oh, pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what type of pizza is your favorite pizza then? Meat lovers, but I like a good veggie pizza as well. Something that yeah. has like pumpkin on it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, pumpkin I, on pizza is yeah. I definitely like great. like a supreme type of thing, like a mix between meat and veggies and. All that, like no, caps, capsicum. Absolutely love capsicum yeah. on oh, pizza. Man, you can't capsicum. go past oh, that. So good. Now, and I just want to get this out there before okay. we really get into it. No, not pineapple. Just no, no, no. no. So you've hopefully just turned off half the people who are listening. I've got nothing against pineapple. I don't like it myself. But the problem with pizza is it's a social food. So you've got to share it. If you've got a pizza to yourself and you're eating your pizza with pineapple on it, got no problem with it. I'll look at it and go, you know what? You know, so I look at, like, I look at uh, say, Malcolm. He's got his pineapple pizza bark. I don't like pineapple, but I'm glad you like it. As soon as Malcolm says, do you want to get you know, a pizza together? And he suggests Hawaiian. I'll say to Malcolm, no, Malcolm, no pineapple on the pizza. <laughs> I couldn't agree. I think I agree with you more about this than anything else we've ever... Right. So your favorite about. food, pizza. Yeah, let's let's go with that. Okay. Yeah. I like how you say like Italian and it's just like, yeah, just meat lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Probably an Italian just like die at the port of just like a meat pizza. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know much about, you know, Italian well, pizzas. Well, cal- you know, Calzone's up there for me with pizzas as well. Oh calzone is really underrated. Well, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, people should have Calzone's more. 
It's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not a big cow's own person, but maybe I just haven't had that good of one. I've had like a couple right. here and there. Maybe that. I don't know. I just prefer a pizza. Yeah. Um, next question, Seamus. What is the best year of your life? What has the best year of your life been? Now, this is a big question. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought the first question was huge. Wow. Okay. This is. Wow. That's a lot to, to think over. Um, I often say to people, the years. I was living at a residential college when I first moved up to Adelaide. So originally I grew up in Millicent with you, Drew, in the, in the country town. Mm-hmm. Fairly small, around 5,000 people. Uh, and there it's is... Like 5,000, isn't it? I thought it was 4,000. 4,000, 5,000, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Around, around that amount. Um, so I moved up to Adelaide for university and I went into a residential college where it's similar to colleges in America, but you still go to universities off where you live it's 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 a different place you just live at a residential college and mm. it was with about 200 other people and it was just so much fun uh it was everything was pretty much prepared for you and organized for you socially food wise so you could just focus on food and making friends and, and making connections with people and yeah just the best years of my life just pure fun i'm very lucky to have had that um, opportunity to to do that, yeah, yeah. Just from like you know, uh, I guess watching you like throughout those years, there's probably like the years probably like learnt the most and grew the most as a person. Just mm. experiences, obviously, moving out of home and all of that fun stuff, which you've uh, you got to learn once you become an adult, type of thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was a massive growing period for me. So like, it was great to go through that period with lots of other people my age and and a lot of people who I became really close friends with and just a lot of people that i don't even necessarily see or have seen since then but was just great to have known them during that time and yeah to spend time with a really wide variety of people that you otherwise might not have normally yeah hmm. good answer i like it <laughs> <laughs> and uh actually i will i'll make it four questions so this won't be the last okay question. so um the next question is breaking your rules before in the first yeah, episode yeah. before we've even started <laughs> <laughs> well, what is one goal you would like to accomplish in your lifetime so like I've put some like pretty hard questions in here that's why I want to make the last one a bit more fun for you that's still kind of hard no no that's, that's more fun that's more fun it's still a big big question though um, yeah for it's, sure it's something <laughs> uh, has changed for me definitely over the years like it's changed constantly yeah. uh, over the last few years since finishing high school and going out into the big wide world and uh, doing further study and working and getting a lot more experiences and traveling quite a bit as well mm-hmm. and getting a lot of experience through that life experience. Um, it's it's And it's changed to the point that I almost would say I'm just here for the ride because life just takes you in crazy ways that you would never expect. So I'm not... I don't... I used to be very specific on the path I wanted to be or where I wanted to end up and now I'm much more much more relaxed about it and just you know enjoy the ride but uh one one thing that's always hung around well in more more recent years that's really come to the forefront of my mind is is writing and writing novels and there's a lot of stories i've i've come up with in recent years or ideas that i want to flesh out and to make into books and i really enjoy writing and so i I would love to be able to publish some oh, really? some books someday. Yeah, that'd be awesome, like a, like a fiction book. Yeah, yeah. Fiction, fictional. I'm really into historical fiction, so that's where it's has <laughs> a historical kind of base. But then you tell a fictional story whenever within it, um, just because I'm a big history fan and I love like fiction as well. But also stories that are based in Australia as well. I 
I'd love to just see more Australian stories, even if it's you know fictional, just within the Australian settings, yeah, yeah, whether yeah. it's Adelaide or, or Melbourne or rural Australia. Like that's mm. that's something. Those are the type of stories, or well, the stories that come to mind. Uh, I often think of. Uh, I like to set them in those locations um, and be Australian, just because uh, we're we're Australian, and so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just something that naturally comes to me, and I really like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like um like back in school like Storm Boy for example where it's like rel- like it's set relatively close to where we are mm. it's like it's it's kind of cool and uh, you don't get a lot of that like here just because of like the you know um, less amount of people to actually be writing and making stories yeah. to be based here and, Amer- so, yeah, and then yeah. like American literature and, and media in general is, is often and has been the dominant media yeah. that, that we see whether it's like game of thrones or harry or harry Potter. well that's british but british and you know yeah, american yeah. has just always been sort of dominant i'm sure there is a lot more australian fiction out there now than than ever but i guess that's just something that i'd like to to do and position my writing around as well yeah for sure no great answer i like that one that's, that that'd be a good goal to have too because it's not career based it's not this necessarily it's just like a product you want to put out there put into the world yeah, yeah yeah i don't know if it's like something i would want to do just do full-time but I, i've never done it full-time so I, w- I won't know i guess but um yeah it's something just i love and would i love doing in my spare time and would love to see through yeah hmm. I, I would imagine it'd be difficult like doing something creative like that where like every day you got to sit down so, all right i've got to ch- turn my brain on and make it work where some days it just might not happen <laughs> yeah that's that's uh well that yeah the hardest thing is consistency and i feel like the older I get, I'm more the realize that's just life in general and that mm, like the best yeah. times when you're writing are when it just something just comes to you as I'm sure, you know, in any creative field, you just have an idea and you just think of all the possibilities of it and what you could do with it. And that's really exciting. And then actually fleshing it out and seeing it through is, is, is the hard work and actually sitting down and just writing something. It can take, depends how big it is, but regardless of how big you, you have to spend a good amount of time just writing out drafts and inevitably your first drafts are terrible and yeah. you have you take a while to actually flesh out your ideas to the to what you originally envisioned it to to be um so it, it does take a lot of a lot of hard work hmm. yeah for sure like i guess it's one of those things where it's like you're not, not going to be awesome at it straight away but no. you've got to work at it work at it work at it yeah like like yeah. anything yeah yeah for sure and i want to ask a fourth question because okay. i want to ask a gaming question because yeah. you're a big gamer like i am um the question is going to be, what is your favorite game? But it's not going to be like your favorite game of all, t- all time. What's one that just comes to your head straight away, which is like, this is an awesome game. The Last of Us does come to mind. And yep. I think it comes to mind partly because that's just the answer I've always had for, the, for this for this yeah, question. That's fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other, other things that, that might come to mind in... In recent memory, oh, actually, actually, what remains of Edith Finch? Oh, with, yeah, very nice. With in, in more recent years, because The Last of Us is very much a classic now. It's been six years as of mm. last month, I think, or about now. Yeah, yeah, it will be that it, mm. it came out. So it's 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 been a while. Six uh, years, I can't believe that. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, it's that's the thing. Six years in the games. Gr- grander scheme of things isn't that big but in games and technology like that's a huge amount of time like a lot happens a lot of innovation a lot of new games comes out in, in that time and consoles and hardware um, but what remains of Edith Finch came out 2017 it's relatively short two and a half hours type of thing you can just play in one setting one sitting and it just blew me away this the story their interactivity how immersive it was like it wasn't just one of my favorite games once i finished it, i was like wow that was just one of the best experiences i've ever had 
Yeah, like I obviously love those games where I haven't played Edith Finch yet. I think you I, haven't played Edith Finch. No, I haven't. No. I think I got it on PlayStation Plus because it was free. Yeah, yeah. Within the last two months or so, at the time of recording, but yeah, it's definitely one I want to play. It's always one I wanted to play. Please, please, I will. please play. I yeah. will, will just for especially you. now that you yeah. literally just own it for you got it for free. Yeah, mm. unless I forgot to redeem it, I can't. That remember. would be that would be disappointing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. So yeah, good answer. Um, Thank you. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so let's move on to the uh, the topic of the show, Seamus. So the story you would like to tell is basically your adventures and your experiences traveling. Yeah, that's so when you sort of came to me with the idea of the show, it took a bit for me to sort of think about what what would I think would be a bring to the table that would be sort of valuable because you know we're both relatively young still and mm. have had you know limited life experiences to to a degree I guess so yeah, I was yeah. trying to think of something that would be that I have a bit of experience with and and that's that is what came to mind is I've just have to. I have traveled a reasonable amount in my life and a lot of it is for, for work and for mm. following my career and my, and my passion. So, yeah. Mm. Well, you've gone a f- um, few times just for holidays and that. Like you've gone yeah, to- yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You went to Japan and uh, where have you been? Like, you know, better than me. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. try and um, So, I've traveled in Australia a bit, but I've, I've always, I would always like to travel around Australia more because it's, you know, Australia mm. is such a big continent that I'd love to see it more. So, I've traveled in Australia a bit. Um, I went to Indonesia three times when I was relatively young. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mum, she actually has been very interested in Indonesian and Balinese culture specifically and has learnt Balinese and Indonesian over the past few decades and, and taught it as she's a teacher as well. So uh, we travelled there. She travelled there a lot herself and so we went over there as, as growing up, um, my family and I, a, f- a few times and that, and that was great. That was actually really eye-opening as like an eight-year-old i think was when i first went uh, you know from a small yeah country australian <laughs> town to to bali indonesia and this is a few years ago a bit before it became the tourist trap it sort of yeah. is is now mm. um so i went to indonesia a lot three times uh in my early years um i've been to singapore and in a in the story that i've I've told you before as well, and we could we yeah. could go into that a bit more later. Uh, I've been to South Korea, I've been to Japan, I've been to Vietnam, I've been to New Zealand most recently. Spent six months living and working there very recently. Uh, I've been to London, uh, UK. I've only I only went to London. I didn't go to anywhere else in the yeah, UK. So to... it's kind of like I just say London. Yeah, that yeah. might be my one trip to to Europe, and that was a work trip. Um, I think that's most of the places I've been to. Yeah, mm, excellent. Like, uh, I met, uh, was it uh, at the end of high school? Like, your mum said you should go traveling to like get more experiences, and I thought that was a really like great idea. Especially in hindsight, looking back at it now, no, we're a bit older. Do you feel like that that was a good decision by your mum? Say, you know, get out of here, actually see some different things. Yeah, rather for, than yeah, for sure. Looking looking yeah. back on it now, like yeah, that's such a good point of how much I've gone on to travel and solo for various reasons as as well. And I don't know if I want to give my mum all the crowd. I, I believe it was, a, <laughs> it was both my parents um, because they've both done a reasonable amount of yeah, travel. And yeah. so when it got to final year of high school, they were both said, you know, it would be great for you to go travel somewhere by yourself because we, like I said, we had done family trips internationally with family, but obviously that there's a big difference between going with the safety of, of family when you're younger and your parents organize everything, your family organize, you're always with them, you know, it's yeah, not yeah. a lot of independence or choice. Not that there's anything wrong with that, it's just a different experience. So when I was in my final year of high school, they said, you know, yeah, you should go travel, it will widen your 
horizon, your perspective on, on life and the world. Um, and so just, just choose a place. And at the end of the year, you, you know, I, I started my first um, commercial job. I worked on the farm for my dad and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I'd started my first proper job during high school in that final year. So I was saving up for that. And I decided to go to Singapore. Awesome. Yeah. So what were some of the, I guess, ways to prepare for that? Were you like looking at places to go beforehand and getting it organized or would you sort of just go and um, get your accommodation ready, but then you just sort of explored from there? Or I think when, when I was planning out, I was looking at it from a very um, detailed or factual, I, I, don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but a very organized point of view where I was like, oh, well, yeah, this is where I'm going to stay and these are the sp- very specific you know icons or tourist things on go go see and and stuff like that and i never really considered it until i got there of just wandering around and and exploring the city of singapore and the and the country was Mm. very much preparing for you know you do those standard things of like oh what are you gonna do and based on where you what you want to do where you're gonna stay to to be close to that and you know that makes sense um so those kind of typical kind of things just trying to plan out i've already i've always been the kind of a fairly thorough person who likes to do a lot of research before doing most things and so i guess i did this the same when i before i went but when i got there and having the freedom to be able to just choose exactly what you want to do you don't have family you don't have a partner you don't have friends and having people all those things all those types of people with you can be great for holidays as well and very different experiences but going somewhere by yourself and having that ultimate freedom is really um just freeing and invigorating uh, to Mm. have to have that freedom and just so i would just wander around uh the city and the and, and and the country and just explore various places like Chinatown, um, India Town, like just the, all the different like suburbs and just just wander around and just see life as just it is what's there. Yeah, yeah, just seeing life as it is somewhere else in an entirely different country and, and culture and just sort of taking it in and getting sort of organic ex- experiences rather than just you know I still did all the, a lot of the touristy things but I when I look back on it the things that the moments and experiences that I enjoyed the most was when I was just wandering and, and, ex, and exploring because that's not something we get to do too, too much now, especially in the modern age of the internet where we have Google Maps with us all the time. And Yeah, you, and, like you're always going somewhere. Yeah. A to B, it's not just, you know, seeing what the market looks like. Yeah. Like just stuff like that. Totally, yeah. yeah. You've always just got a route planned out for you long beforehand. Yeah. And so just to just, I'm just going to wander around this part of town and just see where I go and just meet some people and check out some things and you just don't know what you're going to come across and and that that was that was that was fantastic that was a really good experience so that definitely widened i don't think i appreciated how much it widened my perspective on life in in general it made me think more beyond um my humble beginnings <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, a, to a degree um so yeah yeah it was it was you know looking back on that yeah i can't i can't imagine how important it was for me that looking to where i've how much travel i've done since yeah and just like talking about like the uh, like the I guess, sense of freedom i felt like that when i went on my trip up the east coast of australia like we didn't really have anything planned we're going to get from the bottom to the top that's pretty much what our plan was and you went with your your partner yeah with my partner and we were pretty laid out like i think we got to like we got to places like byron bay and for example, we're like, oh, let's stay here an extra week. So we did. Just because you could. Yeah, yeah, because we could. And we didn't have to be anywhere by a certain time. But there was one time where we had to be at a certain place by a certain day. And that was like literally a day's drive to get there. It might have been like 20 hours, a 20-hour oh, drive. wow. 
and like obviously the tour guide kind of like he said oh yeah it's a it's a, it's a you can do it in a day but i didn't realize he meant literally a day like a full day <laughs> <laughs> but like that was probably the one instance of the trip where it was where like we had to like it was planned and that's that, that bit was a lot less fun just because of that mm. so i could see where you're coming from just like you know get to a place and just really take it all in don't be like i've got to do the river <laughs> um tour this day yeah then i've got to be back straight away and got then i'm on another thing you've just got to like take it as it comes and, yeah and mm. it's i think it's far more enjoyable that way and it's like when i hear of like people doing tours and you know everyone's different obviously but hearing tours where it's like you do a two-week tour of europe and you just see things for a, like the eiffel tower in paris for a couple yeah. hours and then you move on to something else for a couple hours like that would just never be for me because i just like like to really take in a culture in, in the city so it's like when i think of ideal trips i'd love to do is like a road trip across north america where you get to a city and you just spend a, a couple weeks there mm. or at least a, at least a few days uh, just it's, so you can really experience the city and get a feel for it and not just and not just see the sights you know do that as well but be able to just spend a bit of time just wandering around and just going to local normal places and just yeah, meeting, sure. meeting yeah. people yeah yeah because i guess like if like like you said, you get out of the bus, you take a picture of the Eiffel Tower, you like put it on Facebook. I went to the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Then you move on. It's, it's kind of like, have you been like you've been there? You've technically <laughs> been there, but have you really taken it in? Have you experienced it? Like, did you go across the road to the you know, the good coffee shop that did like you know, like you know that type of thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I imagine anyway. Just you got to take it in, <laughs> get the right baguette. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Always, yeah. yeah. you haven't really been to Paris, obviously, or France as a country. Yeah. Well, it's just like you, you get out the tour bus at the at the base of the Eiffel Tower. You just walk straight to the bakery, take a picture of your baguette. Like, that'll do. If you that'll get back do. in the get bus. Get back in the bus. That's that's a real experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, everyone has different perspectives. <laughs> yeah, and you, you enjoy your holidays however you want. But yeah, that's that's just how mm. I feel. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's definitely like getting your bang for your buck. You know, like you get like you talk, yeah, you get your bus ride. You get two weeks you get to get all this stuff included and so yeah it makes sense yeah not everyone's uh full of well and it can be obviously really expensive just doing a massive road trip or spending weeks at a time in in one place in the foreign country like yeah it's not super realistic but that's just Mm. ideal yeah yeah Yeah. so where was the next place you went to after singapore yeah um oh i'm gonna have to think I feel like I might be getting this wrong, but so that was late 2012. Uh, I don't think I traveled again until 2014. Was it Japan? You went to Japan. So I went to South Korea first, actually. Oh, did you? You're right. Right. Um, I went with a friend uh, from high school, actually, who and we hadn't seen each other for a while, and we were just like, let's let's just go, let's just let's just do it. And I was mm. like, uh, yeah, sure, and um. Yeah, that was a bit more impromptu, actually, and that was that was really cool. It was so we went to South Korea because she'd been learning and studying Korean as part of her mm-hmm. university studies, and so that was really oh, cool. That's right. yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, from her perspective, yeah. to be able to go there, and that's one of the main reasons she wanted to go. Mm. And I think she's traveled quite a bit there since since then, which, yep. is, which yep. is awesome. Um, and so I was just like, yeah, sure, I've saved up money from summer work. Like, let's, I'll just come along. Sure, that's that sounds like a lot of fun, and that was. A really interesting experience and when i think back on career especially that's one of the time one of the experiences i think back on I'm like i'd love to go there 
and spend more time just wandering around and exploring because I think we tried to do and just see a lot of the kind of touristy things. I think uh, I think my memory is just a bit hazier just because of that time um, for some reason. But yeah, I, I, that's one of the experiences where I'm like, I really love to go back to Korea and and spend more time there. We were mostly in Seoul, the capital, mm-hmm. and in one of the more trendy suburbs. And yeah, we saw a lot of the more touristy things and cool trendy markets and. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was once again a very different type of culture, um, mm. language barrier a bit more difficult compared to Singapore, where in Singapore a lot of people tend yeah. to speak English. Mm. Um, so that that was a different experience in itself as well. Um, no, Korea was great. And then later in the year, I went with a bunch of friends from college that I'd become really good friends with in my years there to to Japan, and we spent about ten days there. And I just. I've always, uh, for the years before that, I'd sort of become really infatuated with Japan, the culture, the food, and really interested in traveling there. And it's definitely one of the hot places for people our age, I would say, going is Japan mm. now. Like, I I swear I have, there's always at least one of my friends who's in Japan posting about it on social media. Oh, just really? Like, just constantly. Okay. Just okay. constantly. Right. Um, <laughs> and I love Japan. And it's early in the podcast, I said... Uh, Italian was my favorite cuisine. Well, Japanese is probably a, a close second yep. in cuisine. Uh, just so tasty and really cheap. And the type like Japan's very much the type of place where you just go to a hole in the wall and it's cheap and it's just good. It's mm. just really. Are, are you really into seafood? Good. Are you a seafood boy? I'm not a huge seafood person, but I'm happy to eat it. I've, I'm probably getting into it more in, more recently. I've never been like a huge seafood person, so that aspect has never been. Huge for me. One of my friends that I went with to Japan, actually, though. Mm. Um, so not only is seafood the big part of Japanese cuisine, but egg as, as yeah, well. Yeah. It just get mixed in with a lot of things. Um, and one of my friends that went with us to oh, no. um, Japan, <laughs> uh, he actually he doesn't like fish and doesn't like eggs. So what do you eat? Uh, well, like most of the time, there'd be things <laughs> on menus that he could get, but like it ruled off, it ruled out a, a fair few things. Especially <laughs> when you go to try and explain it to, yeah, when the language barrier. Yeah, there. sometimes you get things and it would just have the egg on it, and he'd just have to like pull it off or uh-huh. it's already mixed in or something like that. So you're, like trying to pick it out of your rice yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's you know he that was just how it was. He understood language barrier mm. isn't always an easy thing, but the food was fantastic cost of living is actually fairly low in japan from what from what i know uh especially when it comes to food and, and drink at least you know if as long as you're not going to crazy expensive res- restaurants yeah, yeah. You're just going to holes in the wall and it's great really really fantastic food and beautiful country once again really different culture um different mindset uh everyone is just so polite uh, and respectful not to say people in australia aren't it's just yeah. it's just it's just Some different yeah. <laughs> it's it's just different it's a, it's a different culture a different mindset and i really enjoyed that and the i i really enjoy and appreciate asia and throughout asia and the many different cultures with throughout it just because it's so different to ours obviously now in australia we're mm. actually we are a really diverse um country you know we're an immigration nation similar to the usa yeah yeah especially um, when you go to the cities just like especially when you yeah. go to the cities like it's it's incredibly diverse country now um more so every year which is great i love it mm. but it's still very different to going to a country and it's all one type of culture it's all one way of doing things and one sort of mindset and japan is just very distinct for me in that and in asia as well and i just um find it their culture is very interesting and just 
just because it's different, just because it's almost the polar opposite in, in a lot of ways. Um, but we spent a lot of time just going to beautiful parks throughout Tokyo uh, and, and gorgeous temples. Uh, we spent a fair bit of time in Tokyo and there's a million more things I want to see and do in Tokyo again. Like, I've, I can't wait to go back again. But we went to Osaka um, for a, a short time. Unfortunately, it was the middle of winter, so Osaka was a bit shut down when we were, no, we were right, there. Yeah. But great food again. Uh, Kyoto, we were only there for a day and I wish I could have spent more time in Kyoto. There was just mm. so much I'd to do I'd love to go there. Yeah. That'd be like one of the most... The place I'd want to go the most, I think. Yeah. Just like... Tokyo would be cool to see. Like, you know huge city cap, and there's like, like capital, and there's but. just hundreds of things I could recommend of just like touristy mm. fun things to do in Tokyo mm. yeah yeah but like Kyoto with like uh, like the gardens and everything I think just like a nice place to take in yeah, yeah. it's 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 beautiful like mm. like much of Japan um, so I'd, I'd love to be able to go and spend more time there and there's plenty more places throughout Japan especially that I'd, I'd like to go we went to Mount Fuji uh, very briefly mm. um, uh, we got we probably left a bit late in the morning <laughs> to, to get there and see it properly uh, well you know we still saw it you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we, we got fairly close we didn't climb or anything I'm just like you look at looking at it it's like, oh there it is there it is yeah oh, off nice. we go yeah back we go it's nah, a, yeah. a mountain wow <laughs> um, so yeah that was the next period of travel I did was in 2014 to South Korea and and Japan, two places fairly close to each other, yeah, yeah. and somewhat similar in culture, but but very different, very mm. very very different. Um, and yeah. they and they were great. And it's been five almost five years since I've been to both of them, and that time has just flown by. And I'd love to go That's back. Too. To five both. years, really? Yeah. Oh, I guess two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah, because I, I remember you said, "Oh, do you want to? Do you want to come?" Like you asked me if I wanted to go to Japan. Yeah. And I and I said like you know no because you know this this or that. But, you know, obviously looking back on it, you know, you're getting older, you've got more responsibilities, whatever. You look yep. back on it, it's like, fuck, it would have been so easy. <laughs> I could have Compared just, to now, yeah. Like, like, in, uh, like, I had the money. It's not like, oh, I don't have the plane ticket. Like, I could have gone. I really wanted, I've always wanted to go to Japan. Looking back on it, I'll probably just tell myself, just fucking go, dude. Just go. <laughs> it's e- like, it's a lot easier than it is now. Um, but yeah, I guess it's not really a regret because, you know, I'll I'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you, I should have just gone with you and so it would have been, I would have had that experience under my belt as well, which would have been good. Yeah, well, but, you know, we, I'm sure there's plenty of times where I've done similar things like that as well. Yeah. And it's funny, when I was getting very close to the trip, I was actually regretting it quite a bit. And I think it was mostly because of money and I was thinking I was wasting money and worried about spending all oh, my okay. money and stuff. Right. But then I went and it was, it was great and I didn't regret it at all mm. but you know there's definitely you know we've all we've all done those moments and like you said yeah i'm sure sh- you will go there eventually you know it will, it yeah will, it will happen yeah i mean oh, and do more travel throughout your life yeah because mm. I, I know like chantelle she's not so keen on japan she's got like places in europe and that she'd prefer to go so it might be like a give or take might have to go somewhere else before i get to go yeah there. yeah we get there eventually like it's definitely a place i want to go just for like you know my interest in the culture and Obviously, gaming, play, gaming plays, as well. plays a yeah. big part of that, but that's obviously not the only thing I want to do there. But yeah, just like the t- taking the culture because I've like heard so much about it just throughout being interested. In yeah, it. Go, yeah. Go, go to hot springs. Yeah, like, and I was talking about like the fish side of things because I, I love I love Chinese food. I love like rice and mm. all that, but I'm not a big seafood guy, and I'm not a big sushi guy. Right. I, I don't know if it's because sushi around here obviously isn't as good. Like, isn't I, as authentic yeah authentic or like whatever i got no idea because obviously i haven't <laughs> gone to japan to try it but i remember in primary school uh there was a um 
a Japanese. He wasn't. He, I guess he was an exchange yeah, teacher. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember? What was yes, his name? Was I, it I, was it Sumek? I can't remember. No, it's it. been. I can't remember. So long now. Yeah, it's yeah. been for ages. I remember. I remember he like rolled us up some sushi. I I, I think it was just rice and seaweed. I'm like, oh, that's nice. It just tastes salty. That's fine tastes good oh i can eat this <laughs> but i had it like um probably not long ago probably a bit after high school four years ago whatever it was and i remember it just tasted like it was vile i spat it out that was probably just not good sushi i, yeah. I dare say it, yeah. it, it tasted more like just like fish to me than ah. like salty seaweed right i guess there is a lot of different type of sushi yeah you, you I'll assume so. yeah but when when i was in japan i think we only actually went to one place to get sushi once and it was like proper authentic sushi mm. <laughs> and it was yeah that that was that was a great experience but it wasn't something that dominated the trip seafood i'd say really all, all sushi places like mm. there was quite it's it's quite a dynamic yeah. well, wide ranging cuisine like there's lots of different types of food that you can you can have w- one fish related thing though in particular was we went to the main fish markets yep in tokyo and that was that was really interesting uh, seeing fish heads the size bigger than your head, Drew. Um, oh, bigger, yeah. Bigger yeah. than my head. Just giant fish, f- fish that you just never seen before of lots of varieties and just seeing uh, people at their work uh, skillfully just cutting them up, preparing them to be shipped out to wherever. And we didn't get there early enough to see all the haggling and the oh, selling yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of go off. I think we slept in <laughs> a little bit. We were doing a lot of walking. We were, we were, we were getting a few, a few steps in every day. So mm. I think we, it went to waste too. Pokemon Go wasn't out yet. No, it, it, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, but well, that, that was, yeah, that was great. And we just, me and one of my friends who wasn't into fish, uh, was the friend that mm. doesn't eat fish. We just wandered around and just take it all in. I think we just wandered too far through out back where people aren't meant to just go <laughs> wondering but everyone was just working away and just doing their doing their thing so it was, mm. it was cool to watch people just doing their trade and just just seeing people in their normal day-to-day lives yeah yeah like people on the other side of the earth just doing completely different things to mm. what you do yeah like in saying that i'm not a, i'm not a, i like fish i like fish <laughs> but I'm, i don't like raw fish right and like stuff like oysters, that's, that's, oysters. And that's fair. That. No, I can um, appreciate that. Yeah, like a, there was a, there were people eating just raw oysters at this um event I was at, and they're just like cracking it open, and, like just like slurping <laughs> it straight down. Uh, and no. I'm just like looking at it, like there's moss on the shell. Oh like, no! And I'm like, I'm like, it looks disgusting. It stinks. I'm like, what does it taste like? And the guys like, ah, oh, just like salt water. I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound appealing. No. I'm like. I don't know, especially <laughs> when they've like they bring out like the uh, what's it called, uh, Kilpatrick, and they've just got like bacon and barbecue sauce. Mm. It's like it's got to taste pretty bad if you've got to put that much <laughs> sauce and bacon with it. Why don't you just have the barbecue sauce and bacon by itself? Just put it in like a little bucket, just like, <laughs> eat it like that. <laughs> no, I c- I can totally see where you're going from, Drew. Yeah, so I'm not against seafood. I just put a better put that out. There. Yeah, just, <laughs> I just want to clear it up. Yeah, yeah clear it up. So yeah, so that was your Japan trip. Yeah, which yeah. which like I said was five years ago now, so that feels like quite a long time ago. Um, and then you would I mean f- little Seamus back then. Yeah, little you, <laughs> younger Seamus back then. And I'm trying to think of when they went to Vietnam. It was it was next year, the 20, 2015. Oh, All right, you're on a roll. Yeah, you're traveling. At yeah, this point, yeah. Um, with my with my parents, and we were mostly we were entirely in southern Vietnam. Um, in 
God, my memory should be better than this. Ho Chi Minh City, I think, is a southern capital city. Actually, I'm just don't quote me on that. I can't. I can't even. Remember. We'll all take your word for it. Yeah, I'll yeah. Take your well, word for the it. southern capital city, <laughs> um, and that was a really interesting experience for a lot of different reasons. One, again, the culture is quite different to South Korea or Bali or Japan. But I'm I'm a big history buff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I just I just love learning about history. You know, I had I had a subscription to the Horrible Histories magazine oh, yeah. growing yeah. up. I just I devoured those, love those so much. I still have them. I still have <laughs> all of them back in my. Oh, you my, do? Yeah, yeah. In, my, in my room back home. All of those type of magazines, I um, en- ended up going. Unfortunately, like I had. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a bit off topic, but I had these <laughs> I had these Rugrats. Well, it's not off topic. I had these Rugrats. Uh, magazines they're called Rugrats Around the World and each issue was based on a different country and like I learnt a lot about like different countries and like parts of the world through those magazines through Rugrats yeah and like it was just like you know facts about this country and all that thing it wasn't like and Chucky's just wandering around in them kind of yeah <laughs> like it has like these are the landmarks and this is what the people get up to and that was really interesting and I guess it'd be interesting to go back and look at my Rugrats around the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too bad you don't have those anymore, no, unfortunately. No. They got sold at the garage sale or something. Right. Because I was like at the age where I'm like, nah, Rugrats is lame. Silly billies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, moved, I've moved on to more hardcore things, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I don't know, Digimon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, moved on to Digimon, Digimon or something, yeah, probably. Let's, let's, let's go with I that. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if it was that, that age, yeah. <laughs> Um, I liked how you you pulled that in, kept it in in topic with the Rugrats around the world. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. So being a big history fan and just interested in in history in general, going to Vietnam. Obviously, the Vietnam War was controversial. It's that's an understatement for various yes. for various reasons. Mm. And to be able to go to their museums now, many decades after it's occurred and after northern vietnam took over or communist vietnam took over rest of vietnam uh going back to their museums and how they portray the vietnam war or the american war as yeah as they they call it which makes sense um yeah yeah while they call it the vietnam war that'd be weird (laughs) yeah yeah really yeah um and so yeah just to see their perspective on that from a communist government point of view and i'm sure there's a lot of different perspectives yeah. from southern vietnam and northern vietnam of, of the war but to see the perspectives there on display and opinions of, of america of us the west being invaders into their country it yeah it, it made me reflect on those types of conflicts in a way i hadn't before right yeah because Obviously, we have a very Western perspective, having grown up in in Australia, yeah, um, and have been involved in a lot of conflicts, being a part of it with them, yeah, yeah, with well, a lot of conflicts similar to America and the in the UK because that's just how it's been, um, and so to see it from that different pers- perspective, you know, even on our own internet, how f- often places on Wikipedia are often written by people from the West, and so it's just often very different perspectives to people that maybe the country that that war was taking place in such yeah. as well if you're in a village war. in um vietnam you're not going to be on your laptop writing up wikipedia articles maybe, necessarily. Well, maybe maybe you are now in, in, in yeah. 2019 but yeah yeah typically those types of websites are i found to be often updated by why westerners and be popular with westerners so mm. yeah um you know that's a ma- that's a massive generalization but 
yeah, it was just it was just interesting for that element. It was bloody hot. It was the middle of oh. the year for them. It was the hottest season, and it was hotter than normal. And so that was that was that was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was it was great again to to just wander around the capital city in in Vietnam and to take it all in. Um, and Vietnamese food is is great as well. Yeah, I was about to ask that because like uh, I hear stories like people eating some crazy stuff over there, which I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Did you have any experiences like that? So, well, give me an example of something crazy that you like, would see crazy. Like, there was like stuff like you know bugs and. Stuff like that. No, it was. Oh, I didn't oh. have anything that weird. No, <laughs> it was pretty tame. Yeah, and there was stuff <laughs> like stuff like you know, like a pig's eye and stuff because that. that wow, because that's like counted as like a real delicacy. Like I, I don't know a lot about Vietnam culture, but that's what I've heard. Right, I haven't heard that so. myself. Um, and I didn't see anything that weird. Maybe just because I wasn't really looking for it, and so mm. I didn't really see it myself. Yep. So no, yeah, uh, <laughs> no pig eyes. I didn't see any pig eyes. It might not have been a pig. Yeah. I might have been another animal's <laughs> eye. I, I, I can't really remember, but yeah. Well, what type of stuff were you eating over there? Were you, was it just like... Oh, just the kind of standard Vietnamese kind of foods. Um, I can't even remember what any of them would be called. I feel be like called. I'd really like it too. Yeah, I think, I think you would. Yeah. I think you would enjoy it a lot. It was. I'd, I'd love to go back again in a cooler time of the year in, in Vietnam and to, mm. and to go up the north as as well and to see more museums and see more historical elements of of the country and see different and see more perspectives because i only went to one or two museums in some vietnam and they were really interesting and eye-opening in themselves so i'd love to go see more mm. well you said you went there with your parents did you feel like that was it was a different experience again did you enjoy it after being it, I would say yourself. it was more of a holiday um, because in other times when I went to South Korea or Singapore or Japan, they were kind of more going there for experience and to see things and to do things and have a bit of a schedule and yep. take some time to explore. And But most of the time, those those trips weren't really... Yeah, they weren't really holidays. This one was more of a holiday because we went there to you know go somewhere different but you know have, have a holiday for yeah. my parents to take time off work and and get away um so yeah it was it was a bit more chill a bit more relaxed um actually i just i don't know why i only just remember this now this is a pretty distinctive point of the trip my dad and i went out um uh snorkeling uh just on the coral reef and it was pretty like not the first class kind of um, oh, right, right. Trip prepared. It was it was oh, pretty dear. fair break. Just get you on the boat, that drive out scary. to some random mm. um, uh, reef, and just chuck all these people in in the water and scare all the fish away. Uh, and th- we go to this like <laughs> bay, and there's just hundreds of people. I don't know how there could be any fish because there's just all these boats rocking out with dozens of dozens of tourists and mm. each of them chucking you in the water. And yeah, it wasn't as like super well prepared it seemed like a bunch of people just had boats right. and it's like yeah we'll just charge them and take them out yeah, here and yeah yeah, yeah. That, um <laughs> that sounds pretty scary like because i know like when when i went to see like the great barrier reef like obviously australia would has like better um i guess rules as far as like what they can do with like amount of people on the boat and yeah. where they can take them and that type of thing but i would imagine like there's been stories where people have been left in that type of thing like in in the ocean like <laughs> Uh, that that would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, that that would be. I don't. I, unfortunately, I, it wasn't too scary. Our experience. It was just kind of dodgy. Uh, I guess the way yeah. we put it, like the place where we had to go to meet them was just in the middle of nowhere, just in the field. Uh, and you know, that's just 
how it how it was. That's but how the country is. Yeah. So yeah, it, just... it, it, it the trip itself was was all right. It's just when we were out at the coral reef, as we we spent a bit of time just swimming around, checking out fish and and the coral, and then as we are called back to the boat. As I go to swim, I kick out and I my foot just kicks into some coral Ooh, and just like cuts that, it open. That and shreds. It's, and it's not a stuff. it's not a big cut. It's not super deep, but it's like there's a there's a bit of blood coming out. And oh, so it, like oh, no. not a disturbing amount. Just like oh I, oh yeah, that's stinging. That's stinging a bit. Mm. Um, Bear put something on that later and wasn't able to put anything on it for a while. They didn't have any real medicine with them oh, there. Um, right, yeah. So it wasn't until later in the evening that we were able to put anything on it. Um, disinfection stuff or anything like that and the next morning it just blew up and oh. was infected uh, <laughs> had to oh, no. get a doctor to come in to where we were staying at the hotel and I had just laid in bed for a couple of days days yeah because yeah. it was it was pretty it was pretty bad um, so I just had to lay in bed for a couple of days towards the end of the end of the trip and my parents just sort of went out and enjoyed themselves he <laughs> <laughs> just got this big swollen toe well, foot in in general, oh, the whole foot yeah, whole foot. the scar right. is still there. It's just like right in the middle of on the top of my foot. Um, oh, yeah. So, and I think towards like the last night, evening or so, we got like a rickshaw to carry me around so we could go out for dinner and go see things and stuff because it was just so sore I couldn't walk around oh, or anything. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that that was. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I thought you, when you said you were in the ocean and you kicked and like blood was coming out, I thought you were about saving a shark. Oh, a shark come! Um, all the people were like running away. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah, I guess this is much. This is a good situation. Yeah, yeah we're just some coral coral. You attracted the sharks that killed like five people in that area. Thankfully, no, that didn't. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully no. that didn't happen. Yeah, I've never thought of it in that way. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just say you're setting up the story, but oh, oh god. <laughs> Oh, I was wondering why you were missing half your legs. <laughs> all, all these years. <laughs> all these years, yeah. Oh, yeah, because like, um, how, how was the reef in that there? How Was it like really pretty there? It, Did, yeah, it was It was quite yeah. pretty, yeah. It was, I'd love to go and do more, more snorkeling because um, I love just going into natural environments. I'm kind of a, afraid of the ocean uh, to, a, to a degree, yeah. Just like, As you should be. Yeah. Like, to be honest, <laughs> like... A bit out of our element when we're in the ocean. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. I haven't really thought of it that way, so that kind of reassures my fears a, a bit. Like I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm a confident swimmer, and when I went out, I just like absolutely loved it. But like you know, you are vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess I guess it's that you just don't can't see what's underneath, or just how deep it is mm. and how expensive it is. I think that yeah. is part of the fear. But uh, just being able to like snorkel around there, like coral was just like pretty close to the beaches and the land was really really enjoyable and mm. beautiful and love to go and yeah definitely do it more yeah because i went when i went um scuba diving and snorkeling uh at airlie beach in australia that was one of my highlights just like snorkeling and like checking everything out and like seeing these huge fish like basically at your nose and you're just like oh and you're sort of you're sort of just floating there you can't hear anything because you're underwater and it's just so peaceful yeah magical even and like you're sort of just like slowly gliding through these fish and it's just it's it's one of the best it, feelings so I where, think. where was that uh early beach so um just on i think like midway basically up the east coast of australia okay mm. yeah it's really really nice there we, we went on a um basically like a yacht with all these uh people and they're, they're all they're all um, they're all foreign. Most of them were from the UK. And the, basically, <laughs> this is this is a story I've got. So, um, oh no, 
gets a bit dirty in some of them. Okay, not between not between me though. Uh, <laughs> so we we have these you have these options of types of boats you can go on an early beach. You can go on the party boat, which all like the backpackers just go and party on. Yeah, you can go on the, uh, I guess like the moderate party boat, or you can go on like the expensive one, and that's just for like I imagine like older people to go on. Right, not the party, but not yeah. the party boat. So we we basically. I like the mother. I wonder what the moderate party boat is like. Just having a few well, drinks. Well, like. that's that's the one I went on. Okay. Because like the party, the party boat, like they literally just stay up all night, get drunk, and just like sleep all day and drink on the boat. Like it's a waste of time. <laughs> While you can do that in your motel room back in <laughs> Europe, like seriously. <laughs> so we're we're on the we're on this boat and we're going. The daytime was scuba diving or not scuba diving, we're snorkeling and stuff, and it was really good. Beautiful days. We couldn't have asked for any better weather. And uh, we we got to know these people pretty well, but everyone, <laughs> everyone there, they're just drinking goon. That's all they drink. <laughs> and since you're not allowed to bring on cardboard, everyone had to just like take their sack out of the uh, out of the cardboard. So you it... can just bring your own onto the onto yeah, the yeah yeah. Well, you had to bring your own. There's no bar, obviously. Okay. It was just like a. But you're allowed to just bring drinks. Yeah. So everyone has these goon sacks because you can't have glass or cans. <laughs> right. Well, I think you can have cans, just not glass. So I think we had like... You know, goon sack works just, just as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we were basically the fancy ones with our Summersby cider. <laughs> in, your, in your cans. <laughs> yeah, in the cans. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, in these tiny little little uh, beds, basically. So like, it wasn't long enough for me. I had to like hunch up to um, sleep. Yeah. And... Chantel and I, we went to bed early that night because all right, we've got to get up six o'clock. We're going to see the sun rise on this beautiful island. It's going to be great. So we go to we go to bed, go to sleep. We we'll try to get to sleep. And all the party's going on to like twelve o'clock. We're like, all right, the moderate party, the moderate party yeah. boat, because this other party boat that literally parties all night, doesn't stop until they pass out. That sounds like a good time to to measure. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> maybe, maybe it would be. Maybe it would be. No, I, I definitely see your point from before. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably go the moderate party yeah. boat as well. So this this other couple, you can hear them like uh, staggering to bed, and like the walls are thin as anything. Paper thin. Paper thin. You could probably like punch a hole in the wall, and but you don't. <laughs> anyway, this this other couple start like you just hear, uh, and you know where it goes on from there. <laughs> And we were, <laughs> I like it. Just like, oh, and you, you know the rest, Seamus. We, we were, we were like, oh my god. And then like you heard him, you heard him like get out again after they finished their business and the did. And like I popped my head out of like the little hatch because like you know you jump down into this. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, look, like <laughs> put open my hatch. I'm like, God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they heard. They're that drunk. You just like. Especially like oh, it was awful. <laughs> anyway, but the rest of the trip, apart from like that night, was great, and the, the people were generally nice too. And it was funny because like the the guy who was doing the actual, uh, who was I guess the driver or the tour guide or whatever, whatever you want to call him, he's like the captain. Yeah, he's like, why the fuck are a bunch of Aussies on here? I never get Aussies. Like it's just always backpackers, and we're basically there. <laughs> so, no, we're we're from South Australia. We're just going on a holiday. <laughs> Because I don't think there's many Australians at these um, types of places. It's right. all just like Europeans or like wherever. Yeah, and I met a met a fair few cool people. Like I'm still friends with them on Facebook and all that. Type that's of thing. great. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of my stories from the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. As far as uh, scuba diving goes, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Um, have you tried um actual scuba diving with like the mask and the oxygen oxygen tank? No, I haven't. Yeah, uh, that that would be really cooler. I tried that one. I tried that once on this trip at the um, coral reef, um, but I just I couldn't like equalize my ears. 
Uh, and I just had like a massive headache. Like I had, I've had it was the biggest headache I've ever had when I got out. It was like a migraine. Wow. It was huge. <laughs> and I was like almost throwing up and everything. But like I think I just obviously didn't do it right. <laughs> so yeah, that's there's yeah. there's a Dis- lot to it. Yeah, yeah disappointing too because like when I was down there, I was like, oh, this is awesome. But you just got a massive migraine. My, my head <laughs> is your my head. head is literally going to. It felt like it was just like getting bigger and bigger, like a balloon. Like oh, like yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, I just you have went, to have to try again one day. Yeah, yeah. I, I just went and had a look from basically the top. Oh, that's nice down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what's the what's the next place you reckon you've uh, you went to after Vietnam? After that, well, it's, I was thinking about this just just while you're chatting while you're talking um, about how all these places up until now have been more for holidays and it's just for trips mm. and stuff like that and. I don't think I traveled again in 2015 until internationally until 2018. So last year, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's a bit of a break there where, uh, well, I actually, I guess, I guess it depends on how you define travel. But um, once I finished my degree um, in, in my, in my field of work. So I, I, I guess generally I work in communications, but more specifically, I work in the video game industry. And mm-hmm. that's sort of been, you know, video games are a big hobby and passion of yours and mine and have been since, you know, all growing up, all for our lives. Yeah, sure. And so once I got into university, it was something I actually wanted to pursue into getting in, into it pro- professionally. And the thing is, in Adelaide and South Australia, there isn't much of an industry. Well, at the time, in mm-hmm. early 2017, a couple of years ago, there, there wasn't much of a industry established, uh, particularly for communications and for public relations and marketing um, there's not very many companies in Australia in general that, that do that. And so I actually had to, uh, I did an internship originally during my degree in Melbourne, uh, for a couple of weeks, just get some experience. And then I was lucky enough to get offered a contract with that same company in, in Sydney. And I'd gone to Sydney on a couple of trips before, never lived there. And it was just like, yep, yeah, let's just, let's just do it. And so I just went over there. Initially it was just a two month contract. But I knew I just needed to get experience, and this is probably one of the few opportunities I would have had. So I just jumped at it, and I ended up spending four months here in in Sydney. Um, and that was my first time working full time as well. So that was uh, a very informative ex- experience. Just just working and getting used to that work life balance, while mm. also being in a new place and trying to make friends. When I when I first went there, I just didn't have literally had none. And yeah, yeah. by by the end of it, I did actually have some really close, uh, good friends that I've stayed with several times since since leaving uh, and since going back there just for work trips or wherever it may be. And then I went back to LA for a bit, then went and actually did some more work for that company again in Melbourne and was there for a couple months, living working there. I really love Melbourne, uh, so I really enjoyed that and would love to live there again one day. And so I I've sort of had to travel a bit just for work, just because I've just had to go where the the work is. Yeah, and it's just just meant having to travel and and work around Australia, which is which has been really cool. It's been uh, awesome opportunities to be able to go live in and work in Sydney and and Melbourne and get get to do experience in 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 that way. So I did a bit of travel over the years, in the last couple of years, um, not even just internationally, just just nationally around uh, yeah. Australia. But in, last year, I got to go to the UK, to England, uh, well, to, to London for a work trip. Uh, and it's the type of uh, media coverage trip where you go to see a game and just for a couple of days normally. And I was just working as a freelancer. And normally, if you're working full-time, you know, you go a full-time job, you go do a trip, 
you do the work, you come back because you've got a you, you've got to job. keep working. Yeah. You got to keep working. You've got a job to do. You got to get back to. And because I was a freelancer, I was like, oh, well, job, I, "Job's yeah, done." Yeah. yeah, yeah well, <laughs> and normally these companies. So, in in these situations, it's the companies who are showing the game, the creators of the game, and often very big publishers who have a lot of money, so they they're pretty relaxed about <laughs> about flights, uh, which is an awesome privilege to have. And it's it's a pretty standard thing in, in media and. Uh, and for journalists to be flown around to be able to go cover things, but especially in entertainment industries because you have to go see a product from a developer or whoever to be able to actually review it. Yeah, they seem, uh, they seem to be a bit more tight lid, a bit more of a tight lid on the video game industry. They're not just going to like like let it go and show you over in Australia. Where's, yeah. No, yeah, it's it's normally pretty tight affairs where they take you to very specific locations in the mm. hope of it not being leaked and just being able to keep it in one location. It's easier for them to keep it, yeah, to keep a lid on, on things that may be under embargo. Yeah. Um, and But normally they're pretty relaxed, so if you want to just stay for a bit longer, they just can move the flights around. Like, So I ended up just asking to stay for an extra like, week and a half or so. Yeah, yeah. And that was great. And London is a magnificent city it's um just so much to do similar to tokyo there's just a million things to do so Mm. many great things to check out um i actually spent a lot of time just going to the the main um national or royal royal parks uh which is like three or four just massive really well taken care of parks all the parks in london that i saw just like your standard park you go down the street in the suburb they were huge really well taken care of so i really love checking them all out like high park right in the center of london and being able to ride uh bikes around there in in early summer people are out bathing in mid-20s yeah it's, it's crazy isn't it <laughs> whoever to be fair it was like pretty humid and and warm yeah yeah it will be yeah <laughs> still probably it's, it's not like 20 here where it's like oh, i better put on a jumper <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah a bit a bit different yeah. yeah um so i i had a great time just exploring all the all the parks there and going to a lot of really historic locations and museums there's so many museums an unbelievable <laughs> an unbelievable amount you need a month just to see all the museums in in london the amount of history in london i i believe you. yeah <laughs> ex- ex- exactly and so being a really into history myself that that was a that was that was awesome and mm. being able to relive a lot of things and go to a lot of locations i've heard so much about um and it's very, very different architecture compared to here as well. Like very historic architecture as well. So just just uh, dates back a long yeah, time compared it, to it, here. It compared to Australia. You look around well, here; it's all like you know we don't we don't date that far back in regards to in immigrants in in, in recent yeah. couple hundred yeah. years. Like yeah. if you go to Tasmania, you see a lot more of these types of places where it's like older buildings and ruins and that. But like here in South Australia, where the convicts and that weren't as like as much you don't see as much no, that type no. Of thing. Com- yeah compared to compared to england and, and london yeah. definitely yeah so to be able to take in all that that history and and that again very different type of culture was was great and london is so diverse like i was talking before about how diverse australia is and we're being being an immigration nation particularly when you go to the capital cities london was just uh so diverse the most diverse place i've, I've ever been to type of situation where you're walking down the street and English is the language you hear the least. Really? Yeah, because around you've got least, people yeah. for, from around the world, heaps throughout Europe, speaking lots and lots of different languages and people staying there and working there and living there, wherever it may be. Really diverse, um, especially in London, like a melting pot because it's 
one of the biggest cities in the world and one of the biggest mm. hubs in in Europe too. So it's just natural that you get quite a diverse group of people with the European Union that's quite open. Although that's yeah, going to change well, soon yeah. <laughs> uh, with Brexit. But when when I went there, yeah, it was that that was really cool and made me reflect on Australia and how we're diverse, but it's it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're we're obviously a lot smaller, like. How, how, how many people live in London? Uh, like, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it be like a lot of the population of Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah, my, probably. Yeah. yeah, not far off the population of Australia. Probably. Yeah, yeah. At least. Yeah. Well, and we're, and we're just in a different a location in the world as well, and so we're we're getting a lot more immigrants to Australia that are throughout Australia and the subcontinent and the and Middle East, just because they're they're closer, and so that yeah. makes sense. So the demographics and diversity here is just is just different. Hmm. Yeah, I actually love like how Australia is so unique. How it's like it's its own island. It's the one country that's a continent that is its own country as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like it's Australia is crazy how big it is, and it being just one country, and you compare it to one of our closest neighbors, Indonesia, which is two hundred and forty million people, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, there is a lot of islands, thousands, tens of thousands of islands that make up that country, but nowhere, probably not even the size of. Queensland or Northern yeah. Territory. Mm. Maybe I'm getting that wrong, but yeah, Australia is just is ma- it's crazy how big it is. Yeah. And Sometimes uh, I think about what if Australia, like the middle of it, wasn't just you know desert, desert. <laughs> and like it, there were like capital cities littered throughout, it, like similar to America, where like there's just like all, all of it's just taken over by people, pretty much. Yeah, a big crazy like be, yeah, yeah. It's very different because we think about like down here where we are in south australia now like we've got you know, where this, we are recording yeah, yeah yes <laughs> where we have um <laughs> we have like you know small towns with adelaide uh four hours north of us and uh, north of adelaide there's like places little littered along like the, like the coast Adam, yeah but like if you go inland it just like not you don't have to go too far and it just like dies right off it drops off you go to broken hill and you keep quickly. going from broken hill there's really nothing there whereas if you do that in any other country in the world united states or england where it's so mm. densely populated yeah it's not gonna happen you're not gonna ex- escape people <laughs> yeah well i guess in the in the middle east there is a bit more of that with how deserted it is yeah, true. Deserts yeah. There as well but obviously sure it's just so for one country to be like that and so mm. big yeah yeah like i often often i feel like i should you know go and explore sort of like the more central australia but yeah no i i think like i mentioned that earlier as well that i'd really love to travel even though i've done like a reasonable amount of travel especially around asia i'd love to do more around australia because it is such a beautiful country and probably sooner rather than later with climate change and (laughs) maybe a lot of our natural beauties being er eroded away such as the the um, barrier reef yeah yeah, like even when I was there back in 2016, you could tell, like you could see it. Like the colors just weren't there. Vibrant? Yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah. As you would expect or have seen yeah. in pictures and videos. Like yeah. you, could, you could see it. It's like, oh, like when you see it firsthand, you're like, oh dear. Because you, know, you, you can be at home and you can be like, oh, you know, oh, it's raining today. Oh, no, what's going on? <laughs> but when you see like these like huge things which are, which are being impacted, then it's like a real eye opener yeah, yeah was to me anyway because i was like oh it's not it's actually not that colorful especially compared back to even comparing it to early beach where like you know that's not as big as like the great barrier reef that's not in the uh, brochures and everything as mm. much but i'm like oh i think it's a bit prettier there <laughs> which is <laughs> wow yeah yeah that's that's a bit scary yeah, yeah that's very scary yeah mm. what type of food that you eat in london um, I'm always interested uh, in the food. Uh, <laughs> well, obviously a hungry boy. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, oh, I'm trying to trying to think. 
I remember particularly like the the last meal I had. I just went to a typical English pub just down from where I was staying. By the way, I was staying with the most lovely English family in near central London. They were just so wonderful, so polite, so English. <laughs> 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 and and they were great. They were such great hosts. And where we were was like just very suburban London, which which was great. I loved it. And there was a lot of just very classic English pubs around. And so the, Ooh, la- the, yes, na- yes, the yes. night before I, I left... And it's interesting. Like, it's different in England how they have very much um, franchises of pubs. Yeah, right, right. Pubs, yeah. you know, it's a much bigger population. So there's a lot more pubs there. And mm. to, the st- to the extent that there are franchisee pubs oh, okay. and they're considered to be more fake by English people to to be a bit cheaper like fast food restaurants but not as good as experience right, right. and so there's a lot of pubs and stuff around yeah. there and I, that's an I, interesting concept coming from here so huh yeah it's always just like you know a business owned by like you know Local a family, family or something yeah like you might get probably the most closest you'll get to like a franchise is like some company owns it and they bring in a manager to manage it but it's never like a, a franchise where there's like multiple under the same name yeah you get yeah. like people owning it and hiring managers but yeah, that was foreign to me. That mm. was that was weird comparing, especially to Australia, where yeah, pubs are sort of part of identity mm. and, and culture. That Australianness go down to the pub, have a beer after yeah. a half day of work. And, 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 and you're a big football fan, so I guess you went to the pubs and watched football. And I stuff. did yeah. actually. I'm a big Liverpool um, FC supporter, and when I was there was when we were in a a very important final, the Champions League final, and I went to a pub in Fulham in central London with a friend uh, who I met through university in Adelaide, actually, and he has been living in, in England, London for a year or so now. Is that, He's, Ewan? Uh, Is that Ewan? No, no, it's a different a different friend. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and because he's English, he's originally from England. Mm. And so he went back there with his partner just to work and just something different to mix up, mm. change things up. And so I went and watched uh, the final in the pub. And it was great with like, you know, authentic British football supporters, as, oh, as weird yeah. as that sounds. To yeah, because like over, over here, it's all AFL. So it's, like, it's mostly AFL. Like soccer is fairly popular, but AFL and to a slightly lesser extent, rugby. Uh, the dominant oh, sports, yeah, well, yeah. yeah North especially Australia. Yeah, yeah, in northeast and in eastern yeah. Australia. Yeah. So I remember, like, uh, when I was going up the east coast across the border, we went to a pub. I was having a beer. I looked at the TV and I just saw the rugby on. I'm like, oh yeah, they watch that here, don't they? <laughs> that, like, I don't, I don't watch rugby at all because down here, we, it's I don't even know. If there, it's on. there isn't teams. Is it even on? Uh, I, f- I think so. No, it is. It you, is you, on. You'll have to find it though. <laughs> like, it's not just on like the AFL. <laughs> yeah. But I had a friend, oh, you know him from high school. I'm not going to say his name, but he um, <laughs> he, he went over to uh, London for a couple of years. I think he like explored a bit of Europe and that as well. And he was like the typical football player, just like, and Seamus and I, we both play soccer. We've been playing, we played soccer like, throughout our high school. Lives. Yeah, yeah. And basically these, foot, like, these AFL football players were like, oh, soccer's, you know, it's, so, it's for like pussies and it's like for this type of thing. Like, you know, the big macho, like we're football players and we're just like little old soccer players. And he went over to uh, Europe for a few years and I caught up with him a, like a week ago or a couple of weeks ago. Recently, he, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, he is really into his football now. Like he, soccer. He absolutely loves it. Really? And he he, to- he told me like, I used to think it was the dumbest thing. Absolutely hated it. I made fun of you guys throughout all high school. Wow. And going over there, my, you know, he's opened his mind to like <laughs> to other sports a sport that's actually played elsewhere in the world <laughs> not just down in not the, just in australia not yeah, just a little Aussie pocket rules. of australia 
Wow. Oh, yeah. that's, that's super interesting. Well, yeah. and, and that's the thing in, in England especially. But in, in for like, soccer is, is considered the world's sport. And oh, to, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, but particularly in England, it is it is religion there. It is so yeah, yeah. well known. It is just so... It's such a big part of people's lives there because there's just so many clubs and it's just... It's awesome. Like, it's, it's a great thing to be involved with just like religious right like religious groups are or sporting groups here you know just be able to be a part of a smaller family a community and be able to mm. do something with that community and and soccer in united kingdom is is the big one is the is the main one so it's like religion there and so it was cool to be there um and be yeah, able to yeah, go sure. watch a game uh, for a team i support and watch them lose um <laughs> like like here like i remember in adelaide i went to the adelaide united soccer game and it was, it was like it was pretty it was pretty packed there but it's nothing compared to like a, a, a Port Adelaide and Crows showdown for no, example no no like and the they're great they're great yeah, the yeah. atmosphere is, is awesome yeah for those yeah so that that was that was really cool um, to answer your food question that you had earlier mm, as well we absolutely. were talking about pubs so I decided to go to sort of an authentic British pub nearby and get like a real authentic uh, British meal um, the last night I was there and I get a lamb shank oh, with yeah like mashed potato and veg- roasted veggies and oh my god holy crap it was one of the best meals i've ever had mm. it was i was no i was not expecting it you know it comes out <laughs> it's just like you stand looking sort of lamb shank but it was just delicious well you would have lamb shanks like yeah. your mama cook lamb shanks yeah from time to time you know it's it's something that's sort of part of australian cuisine too i, I suppose especially like you know you, your parents are farmers my parents are farmers yeah you would have a sheep and you know would have a shank and you'd cook it up yeah and, yeah. yeah and so i was I didn't know why I was expecting, but it was one of the best meals I've ever had. And whether that was because I was tired after the trip and after, or, <laughs> after, or after a long day and anything tasted good, but yeah, it was incredible. I'm like, I wish I'd gone mm. to this pub every day yeah. <laughs> to I, get meals. <laughs> I feel like the food um, in the UK wouldn't surprise us as much as it would like Americans. Like they're just like gobsmacked by the idea of a sausage roll. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear like that or a sausage? Because I'm like listening to like the podcast I listen to, which like some are American and they're like describing most, like, most are American, yeah. Well, most are American yeah. and they're describing like you know a sausage roll. I'm like, yes, well, I have sausage rolls, you know, often enough. <laughs> we know. We, so like just the, the type of stuff like that, which you know we've inherited through like obviously them coming over and like basically starting this civilization. Well, in modern civilization, colonizing Australia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. we're not going to get into that here, <laughs> <No>. please. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean, just like, yeah, and we eat meat. Yeah, yeah, like obviously, yeah, we take a lot from the UK and have a lot of British sensibilities. Mm. And you, and always, you always hear like, oh, have you had fish and chips? It's like, well, no, well, I just have fish and chips at home. We have fish and chips at home too. <laughs> just battered fish and yeah. chips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's so, it was... It was compared to a lot of the other places I've traveled internationally, which is primarily for Asia, a um, very different experience, a very different place to go and familiar in some ways, uh, especially, you know, English being the dominant language there, um, but still very different and still opened my eyes up because of just how the, uh, different culture, different experiences. Mm. And, I, and I loved it. And it just made me look at the world again in, in, in different ways. And I'd love to travel throughout all of the UK, throughout Ireland and, and, and Europe. You know, the world is just such a such a big place, Drew. Um, but the, the next place I would travel internationally um, would actually be a lot closer to home. 
and a play typical kind of place you would probably expect most Australians to go as a first trip maybe uh, this is my first trip too yeah this is yeah yeah <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot I forgot that was your first trip going to New Zealand internationally that was your that was your first trip and that's been my latest trip uh, for and this was for a work thing as well this was to go there for six months though uh to to work for a video game studio uh managing the communications in in wellington which is at the bottom of the north island uh so it's it's very close to south island you can see the south island um, oh, from, right. from, You'd say it, yeah. yeah from where from from the bottom of the north island so right at the tip um yeah so i was there for six months there recently over over summer um so that that was another experience in entirely. What was it like when you went there though? That was that was a f- fair few years ago now. Well, it was a long time ago. This was back in two thousand and five when I went there. So I was ten years old when. Oh wow! I was wow. there. So um, my memories are obviously a bit different to yours. <laughs> different, yeah. Well, different yeah. experience. You know, you went with family, yeah. and I went there for to live and work. Because we were over there for two weeks, and a lot of it was spent at my auntie's place. She lives over there. Oh, really? I didn't. I didn't know that. Where Whereabouts? Uh, she doing? she's just out of Dunedin. She can see the Dunedin from her house. All right. Yeah. So she lives. Yeah, just out of there. I haven't actually been back to see her since. Back to New Zealand. <laughs> right. You should make another trip then. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I should. Yeah. I should. Dunedin. I haven't been been there. I didn't go there myself, but. I heard it's very wet, very cold, a vast majority. Mm, it was really cold when we were there. I remember that. I remember just, uh, I still remember like the frosts in the morning, just like how cold it was. And it's just like a fog and you you couldn't see from like a meter in front of you. You just couldn't see it at all. But yeah, it was really good memories going over there. I remember going to the uh, the, the Cadbury factory. That shut down now, but that was great to go where, to. Where was that? That was in Dunedin. Okay, right. Yeah, so like they did like a thing where they like, you can see like a big glass silo and they drop like a ton of cocoa powder. You just go, whoosh, you can see like the big, pe- it's, it's just like for show for the yeah. tourists and that, but it was really cool to go to. Um, I, was, <laughs> I remember as a kid, I was hoping, <laughs> this is this is my expectations, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's like the conveyor belt of all the chocolate and you're just like running your hand across and go, oh yeah, just eating <laughs> chocolate and stuff. Like, I, was, I think I was expecting like Willy Wonka or something. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can see a, a younger Drew imagining yeah. that and hoping for that, yeah. Yeah, and like you get to the shop and mum's like, this isn't much cheaper than the supermarket. We'll just go to the supermarket and get some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember, what did I get? I got like, um, I got like some chocolate bar and it had like nuts in it and I hate chocolate and nuts. So I'm just like, didn't even eat it. Like, no. But yeah, it was it was awesome going to the chocolate factory. Um especially now that it's shut so i think i think it's i think it might just be the australian one around this part right. of the world i'm not sure where it is though i'm not sure where the cabri because you've got to have a co- cool climate for chocolate but right well drew i gotta ask did you did you see any sheep when you were in new zealand because i don't remember seeing any sheep i saw I well i'll be honest i saw a lot of sheep oh, okay. because what, what we actually did part of the reason to go over there one week was to see my auntie you know, see family. We stayed there and like explored Dunedin, went around all the all the local places around there. That was a good week. The other week was on a tour bus with uh, the Texel Society. And Texel, if you don't know, that is a breed of sheep, um, which is our stud, like stud sheep we breed. And we actually went on a trip going to other studs around New Zealand. Wow. Checking them out and seeing... Because um, the Texel breed is really strong in New Zealand, a lot stronger than it is over here. Yeah, in Australia. So we saw a lot of sheep. We went around to a lot of farms and just looked at sheep. <laughs> so yes, we did see some That's sheep. N- that wasn't the answer I was expecting. We literally went on a sheep tour <laughs> on a bus. 
<laughs> in New Zealand. Yeah. And I, I just remember like a lot of driving. We went to like Queenstown. We went like it gave us a reason to like really get around New Zealand and see some well, different places. Well, the South, South Island in particular then by the Yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. And beautiful, beautiful. Do you remember how beautiful like the landscapes of yeah, it? Yeah, I remember it well? being absolutely just breathtaking like how big everything was. Mm. Especially like when we come back, come back to Australia, like everything's just so flat. It, it looks so bland. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least in, in South back. Australia, it is quite flat. Like in Victoria, you've got like the Grampians and, and stuff like that a bit more, but still pales in comparison oh, yeah. to, to well, New Zealand and the South Island of New Zealand. The Grampians is basically like you look in the distance. Oh, that's a big rock. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big mountain just in the middle of flat. Yeah. But like New Zealand, like it's just it's hard mountainous. to walk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think like when you go to Tasmania, what Tasmania reminded me of was like, oh, it's like a more modest New Zealand. Like it's it's like really like, <laughs> like hilly that. and stuff, but it's like not a crazy. Modest, a modest New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but abs- absolutely love my memories of that. I really want to go back there and just. Yeah, beautiful country. Like, oh, it's I know, so beautiful. I, I know as Australians, we're like, you know, always like taking the shit at shit, like paying them out. But I think it's just because we're jealous. It's yeah, really I'll, nice over I'll, there. Honestly, it's, it's fantastic. And it's so just green as well. Yeah, oh yeah. And that part of it comes from the immense amount of rain they get through the winter. And I'm, I was there over the summer and I'm kind of glad I missed the winter because the winter, even in let alone Dunedin, which sounded which sounds like would be pretty darn wet throughout the whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wellington sound pretty miserable during winter, just like, and it's so windy. It's, it's, it is like people say, oh, windy Wellington. And like first month or so there, I was like, oh, you know, yeah, it's kind of windy. It's windy every bloody day, you know? Is it's, it? Yeah. yeah. It's, and it, and it, it can get a bit annoying, like to the point that in the middle of summer, you go down to the beach, beautiful summery day. You want to just, and it doesn't get that sunny or warm. You know, if it gets into the, 30s in New Zealand it's like whoa like this is this is crazy this it's is like get- 40s here yeah, like, yeah yeah okay. it's yeah. like it's like what would be like for mid 40s for us here almost like, oh dear yeah because yeah, my parents went over there pretty recently and they said like yeah they'll sweating over there <laughs> <laughs> and like it was only like yeah like you know late 20s yeah type of thing yeah, yeah. and so you, we would go out like it's a beautiful summer day and it'd just be windy and the sand would just be kicking up into your face and <laughs> it's like you know it's not the end of the world but sounds like it, beach board it's, here. yeah it's, yeah yeah that's what it reminds me of yeah, yeah. um yeah. but yeah it's so when people say windy wellington yeah it lives up it lives up to the name but what you're saying before about like the strains taking the piss and mm-hmm. out of new zealand a bit it's funny seeing the kind of ads that go the other way Oh yeah, uh, I bet. And, yeah, well, and, yeah. And this is one I didn't actually see myself. But <laughs> you know those ads in in movies beforehand where it's like, oh no, turn off your phone, don't be rude. Yes, yeah. Supposedly there is ads that are played that are exactly that before movies in New Zealand. It's like, turn off your phone, don't be don't be a silly Australian. You know? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't don't be Australian. As if like Australians are so rude that they would just keep their phones on. Dream. <laughs> and so <laughs> during movies, and it's like Australia's use Australians uses that sort of butt of the joke a lot of time, as we often do to yeah, New yeah. Zealand. So it's pretty funny seeing. Yeah, it, it works both ways. End. We know yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, just talking about like phones, like turning them off during movies. <laughs> just, <laughs> just going a bit off topic. Just real quickly, this this is what happened. <laughs> this is what happened to me the other day. I you know turned my volume down and put it in my pocket. Put it in my back pocket. I mustn't have locked it. You d- oh, Drew. So what happened is like. I turned down the ringer volume, but I didn't turn down the actual the me- volume. Like media volume. Yeah. Playing so, videos and stuff. So when I put it in my pocket, it must have played Spotify. And we're there watching the movie and it went to like a quiet a bit. And it's just like music coming from my pocket. I'm like, 
oh, you gotta be, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, not only was I just like left my phone on during a movie, it was literally playing Spotify, <laughs> like playing music. I think it was Avengers. I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think anyone else noticed. I think it was just like... Pretty quiet enough. But, mm, yeah, no, not, not a great moment for Drew. That's <laughs> not turn gr- it off, dude. Don't be a bloody Aussie. Don't be a silly yeah, Australian. Be a, yeah, just silly Australian playing spot. I was just listening to a bit of Queen, guys. <laughs> it's fine. If you have Akadaka during get, Endgame, you know. Just getting a bit revved up for the movie. That's all. <laughs> oh. I can only presume that's where New Zealand Kiwis mm. think, of, think of us, yeah. Oh, I'd hate to imagine. <laughs> So, working in New Zealand, obviously you went there just not to take in the sights and everything, but actually to work to and work. experience and yeah. all so that. I was, I was working and living out of Lower Hutt, uh, which is just a bit out of Wellington, around Wellington Bay, like a 20, 25-minute drive. And oh, this, this drive, so th- between Wellington, Central City, and where Lower Hutt is, it's, this, it's a light, right along the bay. And on one side, you've got the bay, you've got the ocean. Mm-hmm. And the other side, you've just got these mountains, or right. I, I guess they're probably maybe more hills compared compared to the actual mountains in, in New Zealand. Yeah. Colossal compared to even what we have in Australia, just on one side. And it's just so green and beautiful. And so I, every time I went between Wellington and Lower Hutt, I loved it because the view was just incredible either way across this huge the huge wellington bay with islands in the middle and fishing huge fishing boats and liners coming in and out and you can see all of wellington city as well like you can right. the shorefront as you're going along like you can see it from where lower height is as well it's it's fairly close and this is just your trip into work well i was, was i well i was living and working in lower hut so i think i wasn't going back and forth between wellington and lower Hutt every day but every time i did just because wellington is uh, where Lower Hutt is very suburban. Mm-hmm. There's not a huge amount that was really going on there, like some community events from time to time. But Wellington is very much a cultural hub of New Zealand, similar to Melbourne. It's compared to Melbourne a lot. Much Righto. smaller. Okay. Wellington's only like 200, 250,000 people. Mm. So much, it's, much. It's like all the cities in New Zealand, I guess they're all like a bit smaller. Well, Auckland's quite big yeah, in comparison yeah. it's like 1.5 million but obviously compared to Australian cities mm. how many people are over there was it, it was like, like 4.5 4, 4. million 5, I think right. it's about the population around that um, so Wellington even though it's quite small it's incredibly vibrant culturally there's just there was always festivals on always things happening like whether it's a full uh, food festival or fashion festival heaps of museums uh, to Papa the National Museum that's there mm-hmm. incredible there was a fantastic Anzac um, exhibition on when that, that I got to go to there that was unbelievable. Like just to be able to see, obviously Gallipoli is a pretty important part or no, considered yeah. a big important part of ANZAC or Australian and New Zealand military history. And there's a whole exhibition about that and just how they told it was great and lots of awesome exhibitions on in, in general. So it's very much a cultural hub um, for New Zealand. And so often you just go there to go out for the for the weekend or to go check out things or to hang with friends and stuff like that. So, But just that one trip between those two, whether it's on... There's a train line that goes along there or you can take buses. Like, I, it was breathtaking, like, every single time. That's just what New Zealand All right. so is, he, is like. He didn't really get sick of it over your six months? No. Like, All nev- right. Never That's did. That's awesome. It, yeah. was, it was so beautiful. And I didn't actually get to explore too much of New Zealand when I was there because I was really focused on my, on my work. Yeah. It was a yep. big uh, opportunity for me, which I really took... Um, with both hands and I loved it and I don't regret that at all 
but I wish I could have did more travel whilst there. I was mostly just in the Wellington region, but just there was was beautiful. And and, and it's crazy because North Island is gorgeous. It's there's so many incredible natural wonders and sights to see. But everyone's like, oh, well, it's not South Island. South South Island's like the 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 far better one. And I only touched down in Christchurch. I <laughs> I'm changing flights. I haven't right, yeah. properly been to South Island, but. Um, one of the few flights I did between Australia and what well, New Zealand, we'd often go over the northern tip of uh, South Island, and it was yeah, unbelievable. Like mm. it's just it's breathtaking, gorgeous, beautiful, just uh, just out of a fantasy book. You know, it was just that, just that gorgeous. So yeah, Lord, if Lord of ha- the Rings, Lord of, yeah, Lord, Lord <laughs> yeah. of the Rings, like exactly and so if anyone like of all the places i've been to that's probably one of the top ones i recommend just mm. because i love hiking i love going exploring natural wonders so for me it was, it was one of the uh best places i've i've been to and traveled to yeah we like we went on like a lot of walks like oh you get to like a you see a sign there's a nature walk in 1k oh so you get out the car and you go for a walk and like it's just breathtaking every single time yeah like the trees like how tall and everything they are and lush everything is and mm. green and yeah it's and there's one there's one part here up at the higher points of, of wellington because wellington it's like at the bay it's kind of flat and that's where a lot of the city is and it's actually quite high rise a lot of buildings because it quickly just becomes mountain <laughs> right, <laughs> where yeah. Wellington is. It's it's not very flat at all. And up the high bits, um, there was a natural sanctuary that I can't remember what it was called now, but it was they try and keep it just to be natural or um, local plants, New Zealand plants and, and animals as well. And I went through there okay. with a couple of friends and that that was awesome going through there and seeing just all natural plants and animals and then own natural habitat as well and being protected. I didn't get to see any kiwis during my time there. Hard to find, apparently. Well, yeah. they're actually nocturnal. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that until <laughs> I, I went there myself. So I didn't get the chance to see any kiwis, um, unfortunately. Do you know they lay the biggest egg in relation to their body size? Really? Yeah. I did not know. <laughs> no. No, so they're an interesting little bird. They're, they really are. No wonder the, the national icon. Yeah, they're just so unique looking. Like, yeah. They're just so tiny, but they lay this... They lay like an egg-like pretty much the size of themselves how's that possible i, I don't know, know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah it's just it's just funny how like a lot of like probably new zealanders probably never see them really yeah like, like a lot of a lot of kiwis i talk to on these <laughs> <laughs> you talk to the birds <laughs> have you seen a kiwi nah man i haven't seen one around here <laughs> <laughs> talking to native new zealanders a lot of them haven't hadn't seen kiwis <laughs> themselves but i guess a lot of people in australia growing up in capital cities might have not seen the wombat before or a kidna before oh, yeah, exactly yeah. yeah like um <laughs> a friend of ours that you know that we used to play soccer with he's uh english from the uk originally i remember on oh, a yes. sports trip that we were going over to play at another town in victoria and we gave him a lift there um and on the way there we saw some emus out you know just on the side of the road and our english friend is just like what are those <laughs> Like, what is that? I've <laughs> never seen an emu before. Because, you know, emus just aren't everywhere. Like, they are kangaroos and same with wombats and echidnas. Like, you, like you're lucky to see them, really, in the country that, that often. Yeah, well, you see, you see them, like, you know... Semi-often. Semi-often. Yeah. Not, not as much as, like, kangaroos and that. No. Like, where, where we live, like, it's got a lot of pine forests and that, so it's... Mu- yeah, really we're much more likely to see them around here. Yeah. But still, you don't see them that often, really. Yeah. Yeah, I could, like, you can imagine, too, like... 
if you come from a different country and you see a kangaroo, like our native animals are just so unique. Like yeah. a kangaroo, like where would you see anything like even a little bit like it? <laughs> like a thing that's standing on its back legs and just hops everywhere. Yeah. With like a huge tail and especially when you see those uh, pictures online where like the, the big buff ones. <laughs> I love I love how like um people that haven't been here just assume like that's every kangaroo. Yeah. And they all just come and like punch your car door in like <laughs> Well to be fair, <laughs> I have had my door hit in by a kangaroo. Mm. To yeah. Be fair. yeah, well they're 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 dangerous around here because you know, you're driving and they'll just like jump out on the road. Like Yeah. They're not very smart animals, unfortunately. No, no. Like you would think you would think like after a while you'd be like, Alright, there's lights coming, don't go in front of those lights. <laughs> That's but, just that's asking too much, true. Yeah, it is asking too much. much. But they they are super incredibly unique. Just just like kiwis as well. Like you're saying, you know, when you really think about what kiwi mm. is, yeah, it's it's pretty unique. Yeah, that's one of, that's one of the coolest things about traveling. I think is just like seeing the different types of animals, like these places, like say like Indonesia when you're like checking out the monkeys and like like whatever they might have, yeah, and the elephants and stuff. It's just like. You know, you can see elephants here. I guess you go to a zoo, but you don't. It's not the same. It's not the same. Not the same. Like it's yeah. it is it is one thing to see pictures of of landmarks of other countries of animals, but yeah, to actually see it in person and to experience it is is something else entirely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I I'm sad it. I didn't get to see kiwis and have that experience, <laughs> that unique experience. Well, the game dev studio should have like. Did like a paid trip. Yeah. Go out and say, let's go and find some kiwis. Like, yeah. Yes. Well, all the Australian studios should just take out new employees if they're not from Australia to go see, find some kangaroos. Just go driving in the bush for a while and just come across some. Yeah. 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 Do, do you find like your experience when you've been going to other countries to work and stay there for a long time? Do you feel like you get uh, more experience of that country than you do like going to a country and like, doing what you want for like, I don't know, maybe two weeks or whatever the time is you go there. Yeah, it, it was definitely different being for, for my time in New Zealand because I was working and so focused on my work um, while the time while I was there and I didn't have much spare time except for the weekends and often I was just recuperating after yeah, some pre, yeah. pre-intense work weeks, which was, which was great. Um, and I didn't have a car, and everything in New Zealand's pretty far away from from each from each other. Kind of uh, like here, kind really. of like here. Yeah. yeah, so you kind of need a car. Um, and so I just I just didn't do as many road trips or exploration as as I would have liked. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bit different when you're going on the holiday of and you you've got a itinerary and you're just there to see to see stuff. You know, yeah. Mm, yeah. I tend I tend to sort of just like fall into a routine pretty quickly. And I did that when I was in, in New Zealand, but it's a different experience being there for several months as well and being able to get to know people and uh, just mm. live in normal day-to-day suburban life yeah. in, the, in a different country. And the, uh, New Zealand is definitely the most similar to Australia place that I've been. Like it's, it could almost just be another state. Yeah. Far more beautiful state. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's that similar, you know, you've got your Woolworths or Countdown, you know, very similar super, <laughs> supermarkets. Countdown. Um, now um, that's authentic. That, yeah, that's that is really <laughs> out there. Wow. And it's very similar products and obviously people speak um, English and there wasn't, I didn't hear the accent that strongly either. A lot of uh, New Zealanders I work with actually didn't have very strong um, accents. Uh, so I didn't, it's just until it's, like it's just until like certain words come up. Like, yeah, yeah, there we ex- go. Ex- exactly. Well, yeah. Do you know what's really funny? So at the place I worked, the most Kiwi 
sounding person there was an Australian who had immigrated there several years okay. previously. Yeah, just picked it all I up. Thought, I thought she was Kiwi. Everyone in the studio thought she was Kiwi <laughs> until I, I just asked, like, brought it up on, like, our Christmas party. And everyone's like, and she's like, no, like, I'm Australian. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, she just sounded that Kiwi. Everyone just presumed. Are you sure? You say your six is so differently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was, it was cool to be able to just be there um, for that longer period of time and get to know people and spend a good amount of time in a in, in different country. Uh, I think I'd like to do it more in, in other countries where cultures are a bit different just because New Zealand was was quite similar, so it didn't feel that foreign, really. I right, still yeah, definitely yeah. enjoyed it, but it felt very similar, very at home mm. even. It was very easy to settle down and, and just get used to it and just be able to focus focus on my work, which which was yeah. which was a good thing. So I guess if you did the same thing in, say, a place like Japan where like their work culture and everything is oh. like hugely different, you'd be like, all right, I've got to get used to like the way they see staff and like just... just and business culture and yeah. language barriers and eating. Yeah, so, so, many, so many different things. Be, yeah, very, very different. And that's something I, I hope I can do in, in the future, whether it be Japan or other parts of Asia or Middle East or, or Europe. Like I really hope I get to travel and, and uh, for, for work and be able to stay in those places for a long time. Mm. So is that is that your goal in the future? Sort of like try and get uh, opportunities through work and these types of things to get to other places, or well, it's 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 funny that you asked that because and I sort of mentioned it I think earlier in the podcast about wanting to travel more. I can't remember now actually. I lost my train for it anyway. Um, so but more recently, um, after finishing up New Zealand, I've actually been very lucky to get full time work again, but remotely. And yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for a, a couple of companies and uh, that's, I think I kind of want to take it a bit slow um, mm. for the time being and being able to, uh, because I've got a partner who's in Adelaide and she's very keen to travel as well, but it's still a transitionary, transitional period for her moving out of home for the first time, being independent, working full time for the first time. So there's a lot of things there. And so it's kind of like, uh, just moving again, like after being away from family and friends and, and my partner as well for six months, um, it's it's a reasonable amount of time, and so I, it, yeah. I definitely started to get a bit homesick and, and, and miss people. So being able to just slow it down a bit and thank and very luckily be able to work remotely and do that and be able to support and be with my partner a bit more and mm. just for the near future. And you know, if work opportunities do come up in the future, in the next in another couple of years or something like that to be able to go internationally or somewhere else, I'd probably be more open to it. Then, and I, I like in a long time, I definitely want to like, I, I hope I hope I can and hopefully will be able to do with the line of work I have so far because the games industry is such a global industry and yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a global industry and it's also mainly elsewhere, <laughs> mainly elsewhere. Well, that's yeah. not in, as, not in Australia. Yeah. I'm very yeah. like, yeah, it's, it can be actually kind of tough to find work in Australia. Mm. And that's, that's why I went to New Zealand for six months for, for work. <laughs> Cause that was one of the few opportunities that came up mm. uh, for me last year. Yeah. I guess it's very different to you now too. Like you've got more things to think about too. Like you've got your partner and you've got, you know, you've, you've finished uni, you've got to think about, you know, income and work getting and, work and savings and, and planning, yeah. planning for the future. And, uh, yeah, def- definitely. It's like what you said earlier when we were talking about my trip to Japan back then, it was just like, didn't have a partner. Uh, we're still studying. It was just like, yeah, whatever. Like I've got the cash. Let's just, let's just do it. Like I've got support mm. networks to fall back on later and I can just, 
get to get part-time work again to get free uni like it's 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 fine i don't have don't really have many worries but yeah it's it's different now not to say i have worries it's just yeah like you said responsibilities yeah. like i mean it's not it's not to the point yet where you've got your your, your bloody house loan you've got your and kids, several look, kids kids or, and yeah. all that like you've still got flexibility but you know it's gradually you know you're going through life and it's picking up more and more as it goes on yeah 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 so it's it's different but i'm 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 looking forward to doing more travel again for holidays and, and with my partner and with friends as well, hopefully, because there's a lot of friends I have traveled with previously who so many times we see each other we're like, oh yeah, we'd love to do another trip again or go mm. back to this country or, or, or do that. So I'm hoping uh, to have sort of a bit more stability and to slow down a bit, but at the same time be able to do more shorter trips yeah, again yeah. Oh, on the yeah. holidays yeah because yeah. I haven't really done that Cause not every, for a few years yeah not every trip has to be like a month and this oh, like yeah. 10 grand here and that you can <laughs> you can like you know have like a bit of spare change and say oh let's do this for a week and go over there and you know make a good week of it yeah ex- exactly yeah. so I'm, I'm looking forward to that like me my partner and I we have a bunch of places we'd love to go and travel together and it's easier now to travel and more affordable uh, than ever well maybe not for Australians the Australian dollar isn't super great right yeah, now yeah. Um, but it, it, generally it's more affordable and accessible to travel than it ever it ever has been um, I remember flights being way more expensive when I was like a kid growing up and now mm-hmm. they seem really reasonable and cheap to be able to go to Japan or United States yeah, or, we, or yeah. Europe like it's it's way more affordable when you look at like America to get to a LAX, like it's like a you know, thousand bucks. Yeah, it's return. Like, oh. it's yeah, like, it's like oh, that's not too bad. That's that's not bad yeah. at all. Yeah, to get to the other side of the globe. Yeah, to another yeah. continent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's good. Oh, I'd rather pay the thousand bucks and walk. So yeah, that'd be right. <laughs> yeah, and and so it's something that's that's on my mind quite a, quite a bit now. Um, is travel? It's always something there that I'm thinking about. Where where I could hopefully go next. Where do I really want to go? What do I want to experience next? Because Every time it's opened up my eyes to the world and new experiences so much. And it's definitely impacted the type of person I am mm. from all the travel I've I've been lucky enough to, to do throughout my life. And so I just, just want to do more. It's like that travel bug for sure. And, and, and every single time I've had to travel uh, for a new experience, whether it was going to Singapore by myself internationally for the first time, going to Japan with friends, moving to Sydney for work, I was incredibly apprehensive every single time because I was just worried about what could go wrong about not having a good time and every single time I loved it every single time afterwards for better and worse they were good informative experiences that informed how I see the world and maybe the person I am today so Mm. I can yeah I I can't encourage people enough to to travel whether it's for holidays whether it's for work for whatever reason like yeah, I feel like it just makes the world feel so much smaller as well. Like, it kind of makes it feel bigger as well, to, <laughs> yeah, to true. some degree. Like I felt like when I went up the east coast, for example, like you know, uh, like I drove the whole thing and got back. And usually, when I'd go for a drive to Adelaide, I feel like you know, four hour drive, four hundred k's. I feel like oh, feels God, like a big trip. Yeah, I, like it's such a big trip. I'm in the city now. Like I'm a long way away from home. But when I got got back from Cairns. From driving all the, I drove yeah, all the way back the entirety and got, of the east coast of yeah, Australia and got back to Adelaide. When I got to Adelaide, I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm home. <laughs> and I was still not home, but as like I was that much. Adelaide didn't feel far away or big or anything compared to what it might have used compared to. Compared to the trip you had just done after yeah. going to like bigger cities that are further away, that literally traveling across foreign. 
the biggest island, one of the biggest continents in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like, you know, if I went to you know, Japan or like a country which is just like, holy crap, this is way different from what I'm used to. <laughs> like it, that, that feeling would be that much more amplified. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, we're not one of the biggest continents. We're just one of the biggest islands. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Still a big island. Yeah. Yeah. There's bigger. There's bigger continents from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're the we're the driest one. So, <laughs> does driest relate to best? <laughs> I think so. Thanks. Comes to Australia. Uh, so, I guess uh, what are, what are five countries you would like to go to? Like uh, uh, next, next, next that aren't ones I've already been to. Oh, they can be if you want to go back. Put them uh, in. Um, oh, that's that's a that's a really good question, and I was still thinking about that probably earlier today, actually. Yeah. Uh, Japan, I think, just because I love Japan, and my partner and I really want to go. And I've got heaps of friends. Like, just it's one of the top places a lot of my friends talk about for a lot of reasons. Part of it's like the pop culture element. Going to Akihabara, which is like the video game and anime and tech sort of di- district in, oh in Tokyo. I love it. It's there. so oh good. It's so good. There's a um awesome, very well known store called uh co- store called Super Potato, oh, yeah. which is like a retro video game store. That's I'm, I'm sure I've told you about and you've heard about before. Like five floors of just retro oh, yeah. games. I've, I've like looked at like people's like screenshots and uh, vlogs and whatever they're I doing. Could, there. I could have spent like a day there. Like it, yeah. I could have spent a week there. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, think I, I, I could. I'd be like, I could just live in that store. You know, yeah. I'll be just walking around looking at like plastic carts of pokemon stadium and japanese but oh nice yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i can't imagine how much of a good time you'll have in in japan well and just to go to the regional areas as well to go up north to uh go to the hot springs to go to hiroshima like there's so there's so many places and things i'd love to do i'd love the hot springs yeah and and the food like the food is just phenomenal but in saying that, Italy, I think, would be one of the places just for, yeah, just yeah. for the food, partly history and the culture. And I'd love to spend time and, and travel around Europe, but like Italy, partly for the food to get, you know, authentic Italian. Not to say like there's, I'm sure plenty, I've been to plenty of authentic Italian family restaurants in the show, but, you know, to go to Italy and get pizza there and pasta and all, all, all that type of stuff, that, that'd be great. Um, Ireland has always been sort of a country where I've gone to. Like, I've got Irish heritage. Up yeah, a few, yeah. It's a few generations back now. Um, but still, it's just always one of those places that, you know, to sort of go back where my family is, is from. My mum's side is from uh, Southern Ireland in Cork and my dad's side from Northern Ireland um, across the border. And so, be able to travel through there and just... It feels... Yeah, it just always feel, feels like something I've, I've wanted to do, like... Just feels very well, yeah. Family, you know, yeah. Even yeah, though it's, yeah, just it's like heritage. Yeah, yeah, say where you come from. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Um, and f- maybe meet a few more Seamuses. I haven't met too many in the in Australia. You <laughs> met a few over there. You met a few. Yeah, probably, probably. Is it like the name John or Sam? Yeah, here, but Seamus. <laughs> well, I've actually heard Seamus <laughs> is actually a bit of an older name in Ireland, so there actually oh, okay. isn't as many as yeah, as you as that. you think. Yeah. Um, where else we want? United States and Canada. I'm just going to put them together, like just North America. Yeah, they're in, next in, to each other. Yeah. yeah, I used to be much more interested in, in, and wanted to live in America, and that's partly due to the games industry. A lot of it being based in the Amer- in mm-hmm. United States, oh, yeah. a huge hub for it. But in recent years, and just learning more about the United States, and it's probably not a place I really would want to live or definitely live there long term. I'd, I'd still love to travel there mm-hmm. though and Canada as well because mostly because of how beautiful they are and oh, how... Oh. Yeah, well, and the United States as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and oh, that's one of the countries I really want to go to. Yeah, yeah. go throughout the Rockies and, and be able to travel to... It's, it's such a big country, United States in itself, and such a diverse country in all the different states, 
all the different cities, you know, to be able to do travel around. I'd love, I've always wanted to do a road trip just throughout America, you know, travel through LA and San Francisco to Seattle, Vancouver and um, Portland. Yes, Vancouver's in Canada. Um, and mm-hmm. to go throughout the Midwest and, and to go to Chicago um, and Kansas City and then to go up to Boston and New York, go down south to Miami and New Orleans. Like, they're all just so different and to sort of see... To experience all those different places that in just the one country, it's, it's something I really love to do. Yeah, it's definitely something they have over us, just, I guess, variety throughout. Yeah, the, yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah. we have variety too. Like, Melbourne and um, Sydney and Adelaide are very different. But, you know, we've only got... Look, yeah, to, relatively to yeah. What, what we know. Yeah, mm. yeah. But compared to America, you know, New Orleans compared to Seattle, compared to Boston, you know. The, compared to New York. New York, yeah. yeah all all yeah. fairly different in, in their own ways. And that's kind, of, that's kind of five countries. That's five countries. Canada and America as well. Ireland, oh, yeah. Italy and Japan, yeah. 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 Um, for me, I yeah, think... Yeah, yeah, for you. I'm, I'm really interested. What, what would well, be your five? Well, for me, one would be Japan, like I said earlier, yeah. just for all the reasons I stated before. Really interested in it, and I think it would be just like a great eye-opener. Because that's, that's one of the best things about, I think doing that type of you thing you just never leave your I think you just you would really uh, love it yeah I mean for, I, for lots of reasons I probably I probably would get like a bit tired of like I can't understand anyone I think that that would <laughs> grate on you a bit um, the, the other one being the UK I'd love to go there my mum's actually from the UK yeah so it'd be a great experience over there just I've got family there but God knows where they are. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how I feel about my heritage and extended mm. family for in Ireland. Like, there's some family mm. there yeah. still, like, maybe? Throughout years, um, when I was a kid, I used to get, like, a, a letter from... Was it for my birthday or for Christmas from, like, one of my aunties over there? I wonder if I've ever met a great auntie or something, but it was really nice as read all the time. I've never met her in my life, never talked to her on the just, phone or just anything. Just letters. Just got letters because, you know, she was my mum's auntie and heard she had a kid over in australia and just sent letters every year it's just like really sweet yeah that's that's wonderful yeah so it'd be good to like get over there and like meet like my cousins and, and family well not second cousins I won't be, <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean it'd be, be great thing over there and i'm just interested in general over there i think it's really cool uh so what's that uh japan to, uh us that'd be a great one i'm just picking like the same ones you are <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the us for obvious reasons canada that's a um, a great one a lot of Australians go to a lot of my friends have gone to Canada yeah plenty of my friends as well yeah yeah, and they send like um, like pictures and like oh my god that is stunning like and it's, it's a good country to get into with Australia obviously with the Commonwealth yeah yeah, yeah. be a bit less paperwork to get through to get in there <laughs> I've got lots to like obviously a lot throughout Europe in, in general I think Germany would be an awesome country to go to I'd love to go to Germany just uh, see all like of their cities and I think the the food sounds awesome. Yeah, like, all, yeah. Like the food sounds great. <laughs> there's a place Sauc- in, I, you know the sausages. The, oh, <laughs> I love sausages. <laughs> there's there's a place in there's a place in Melbourne which is like uh, I don't know if it's owned by Germans or it's just German themed. I assume it's just German themed, but it was cool though because you got like the authentic German beer and you got the food. I'm like, this is great. I'd if I went to like the festivals over in Germany where you just like got this liter of beer and you're just like sloshing it and like, <laughs> i could get amongst that i could just play the sausages that. in front of you yeah man yeah i love sausages <laughs> yeah. I, I said that before <laughs> do i have to say it again i love sausages <laughs> no. and that's the thing like generally yeah it's it's a big frankfurt <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such a well-developed or like a really highly developed like leading nation in mm. in, in in europe um and really rich culture as well and history so yeah i'd, I'd love 
that'd be an awesome country. Yeah, I heard it described to me that like the work, like sort of the workforce over there. When when they say like, if say you say to me like, oh, what are you, Drew? And I'd say, oh yeah, I'm a farmer because that that's my job or profession, whatever profession. Yeah. Profession. But over there, they'll say like, oh, I'm an artist. And you're like, oh, do you make money doing your art? So no, I just that's what I like to do. They sort of describe themselves as like their what, passion, their, their passion, rather ah. than their career. Wow. And I always, I always like really respected them. That's a great way to go about life. Sort of describe yourself as what you, yeah, I guess, want to be and what you see yourself as, rather than aspiring to be, yeah. rather than just what you are right then and there. Mm. Yeah, because you could be like you could be working a job which you don't, which you, you know makes money for you, and you just need everyone needs to pay the bills. Yeah, but you don't call yourself, oh, you know, I'm a accountant or all this. They'll say, you know, I'm a artist or I'm an athlete or whatever they yeah. want to describe themselves as. Yeah, yeah, I always really respected that's, that's that. That's really cool. I've never heard that before. Yeah. I don't worry, I heard that somewhere too. It's like someone describing their experience over there. Like, that sounds that sounds awesome. Yeah, so that, that that's what sort of like put it in my mind. Like, oh, that'd be great to go over there. And because mum, my mum as well, she went backpacking throughout Europe, and that's how she actually came to Australia throughout backpacking and met my dad that way. Oh wow! <laughs> and she 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 always she's always telling me stories about you know these different countries she's been to. I'm like, that sounds like a good one to go to. And once again, yeah, I like sausages. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, Seamus, I think that brings us to the end. Yeah, that yeah. was that was great. Uh, thank you so much again for having me on for your your first episode of your new your new podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, thank you very much for coming on. It was yeah, good it fun. Was, it was great. I hope it uh, comes out alright. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will. I, 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 hope, I, know, I know it will. I think it, yeah, it was, it was a good conversation. Yeah, now. yeah. I yeah. hope everyone listening has in, enjoyed it, and I'm sure Drew would appreciate you writing in and telling him <laughs> about your traveling experiences and your favorite countries you've been to and yeah absolutely if you have like the top five countries you'd like to travel to or some of your experiences let me know at twitter or on twitter at idruby and yeah all about it uh, anything you'd like to leave the listeners with like any plugs or social media you'd like to say before you leave nah or? that's all good I just hope everyone listening had a great time all good alright Seamus thanks for coming on and we'll see you next time yeah gotcha <laughs> thank you so much for listening to a Drew story If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast service of choice. It all helps new people discover the show. Also, if you're interested in supporting the podcast I create, as well as gaining exclusive access to shows like Kraken Furfies, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash idruby. And thank you to our very first patron, Eric Zutch. You're a legend, dude. Thank you for your support. Until next time, have a good one. A Drew story is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew. If you enjoy my work here and on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and Kraken Furfies, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you'd like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week, to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1, you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.